Alright, so, in the last session of the Salt Rock campaign, we saw the Nine Hells Company face down a strange metallic-like entity standing outside the Old Skull Inn within Shadowdale. The cultists taunt the company to come out, seeming disrupting some sort of hostile takeover within the village. The Nine Hells decided to attack the entity, as well as the Shah cultists that followed it, killing the innkeeper in the fray. An old lady who was the innkeeper's mother ran out to cradle her child and berated the Nine Hells for their coming into the village and disrupting the order of things. This caused Gregory to lose the little control he had over his emotions. He beheaded the woman, turning Queen Alicia... She had a knife. <laughs> she did not have a knife, but, you know, whatever you say. Turning Queen Alicia, the Lord Magister, and everyone else in the village to turn their back on the company. Everyone fled the inn, leaving the Nine Hells with nothing but a troubled Gregory and a riddle to find out where Elminster was in the village. Due to some deduction from Soleil and decompartmentalising of Fiddle, the company found themselves in the nearby lake where a reflection of a tower that wasn't there appeared on the water's surface. They all dived down, found themselves floating straight back up as soon as they dived, as they had entered a portal to another pocket dimension. And that is where we will resume. So you're going to tell me that you'd let anyone else do that recap where you've got that written down. Exactly. Well, well you got that in your back pocket. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to do a bunch of writing anyway, so it's not too much hassle for me, I suppose. But, you know. He put on his big boy voice and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I don't think anyone would do this. Well, we noticed. We noticed and we appreciate it. See, Bobby you. just I, uses I his big that. voice. Bobby just uses his big boy voice for everyday life. So you don't he, know. He's just, he's, just a, <laughs> he's just a big boy. What can I say? He's I'm, just a big boy. It's hard being a big boy, but you know, sometimes you've got to be one. But no, thank you. My ego really needs that, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, nine hells. As you all swim. In the middle of the lake, well, I suppose floating, in a sense. Sort of taking in the surroundings from this pocket dimension. You have emerged at what looks like, from quick scan of the, your surroundings, is a floating moat in the middle of the astral sea. Constellations scatter the dark void surrounding the moat. All strange mirages and colour bursts that all fill the dark, empty space. On the moat itself, luscious, vibrant green grass covers the surface. Farmland encircles the ornate stone-walled city that you can see just, uh, just in front of you, roughly. Towers of stone all circle in a centre building, reaching higher than the rest. The centre building itself is a tall stone tower that holds an incandescent orb of sunlight that hangs just above the tip of the tower. It produces an aura of warmth and light on the moat. It is almost parallel to what you'd imagine living in the Divine Realms would be like. Bountiful farmlands, peaceful ambience, and true serenity. As you're all kind of floating there, all completely wet through, uh, you all swim. It's not too far to where the kind of the land comes and meets the water so you swim out towards the edge of the lake and 
as you all kind of arrive there, it wasn't too much of an arduous swim. I mean, you basically dive down, and about five seconds later, you end up just floating straight back up. So you're not exhausted at all or anything. You're just completely wet through as you kind of arrive at the edge of the lake. And on the sides where you are now, you can see there is farmland ahead of you just all around the open landscape outside of the city there's just all farmland and if I point you all towards the Shadowdale tab on Discord there is a map on there that depicts this weird pocket dimension that you found yourself in called Sanctuary which gives you a bit more of a brief idea but essentially it is a just a floating piece of land in the middle of the Astral Sea with a giant city on it and then outside the city is all just luscious green. It's all larger than life, everything about, every, everywhere about it. There are small little floating moats above the kind of lakes and the one that you've just come out of. And there's also a forest that outlines the outskirt on one half of it, as well as another half where there seems to be lots of hills and little quarries that are all built into the hills themselves. So in the uh, Lake of Steam? Uh, no, you are just coming out of the Shadowdale Lake. So one of the smaller oh, ones. Okay. Yeah. So you, you've kind of got the wall that's sort of almost running adjacent to the lake. So you, you're kind of seeing this big sunlight orb that seems enormous to look at. And you kind of have to cover your eyes to even look at it because of the amount of light it's and heat it's producing kind of creates a um an ecosystem on this on this boat so as you arrive at the edge of the lake you see all the farmland straight ahead of you and you see the nearest person is a human female who's kind of working there uh, just in kind of overalls with a shovel kind of digging some land and before you get a time to actually look further or scan any other bits of the surroundings you see there are two dragonborn like creatures who are kind of running down the shoreline with spears a male and a female one who both come over in sort of tribal levers with spears and they're sort of run over <laughs> and then stop right before you and they're like who are you state your business and then the second one she's like outsiders intruders are you friend or foe um, we... Well... Yeah, or you go. <laughs> oh, okay, um... Speak quickly. Why? But we'll... What if we want to speak slowly? You're intruders in Sanctuary. You must state your business now. Are we not welcome here? And, um... As you're sort of having this confrontation, you see the female farmer shouts over, Gesh, Kavava, stand down. And you see both of them kind of look at each other and they kind of keep their spears still pointed at you, but take a couple of steps back. Um, and as you see the female farmer approach, you see she's standing about above six feet tall with tanned skin, beautiful features. She has long silver hair that falls down to her waist and the top half of her hair is tied into a messy bun. She is wearing a simple denim overalls with leather gloves and boots as she puts a shovel down and approaches. I'm sorry I got so angry then. It wasn't my intention. Sort of our bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, our bad. Kind of... I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, just I... fell through a lake and ended up in this place. Yeah, I started speaking. Didn't be disorientated. He spoke over me, and that pissed me off. And I spoke over him, and, and that it, pissed him it off. It pissed and... me off as well. Yeah, yes. yeah, I understand. Honestly, I do. We. I'm sorry. Let's start again. Hello. Hello. We are the Nine Hells. We're here to see Alminster. Uh, that's that's we really should have just said that in the first place, to be honest. <laughs> it really would have made this whole thing a lot easier. It would that's have, a, much easier. That's a photo aid of um, her and the general chat, but you get the base description from what I've already described. As she goes, Hello, uh, I'm sorry as well. We are a bit wary of outsiders. Um, Nine Hells, you say? Are you a Celsor company by chance? Um, we are, yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a topic of some discrepancy. Are we a sales sword company? Are we not? Yeah, you we don't get... really know at this point. We're sort of just you... people who hang out with each other, go on adventures. We don't really and stuff. get paid. We don't really get paid that often either. You get paid sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally, after I've sold some paintings, but you were the ones that came from Salt Rock, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. How do you know about that? Insight check. Roll an insight check. Could just wait for her to respond. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> it's in character. Do, 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 do. 14. Yeah, yeah, I am incredibly paranoid at this moment. Um, what are you trying to insight in particular? Like how she knows it? Um, just her whole demeanor. She seems slightly strange. Is there anything that, you know, she's trying to hide? Because uh, I no, assume not... she's going to tell me, you know, I assume she's going to tell me how she knows. Not particularly. She's, she's wary. She doesn't know you, but she doesn't seem surprised that you're here in the same okay. sense. Almost expectantly, someone was going to come through here, hence why she is here. Um, that's kind of all okay. you gather. Okay. Uh, she's not completely surprised, but she's still wary. So, my name is Storm Silverhand. And I am the guardian, one of the guardians of Sanctuary. Elminster mentioned a band of adventurers might find their way here. One Nine Hells Company. I can take you to him, but I must... A little bit eerie, but... I mean, I have to be honest. I mean, sorry to interrupt, but um, I have to say... Secret realm underneath the lake. I mean, security... As things go, I mean, if someone decided to take a swim and dove down like a little bit, and then they just kind of came, I mean, it seems fairly easy to get here. Well, most people that are in Sanctuary know not to swim in the portals. Um, that would be daft, obviously. No, uh, I think he means the people on the outside go for a swim in that lake, and they end up yes. here. That is a... Um, issue we usually have people <laughs> stationed and she kind of like claps her hand she's like the rest of you can come down now and as you look uh, on the other side of the lake the um opposite side to where you swam to uh, there's like the forest that kind of outlines the edge and you see all these dragonborns with like short bows and long bows kind of step down from the trees and start kind of emerging and you see there's about a good dozen of them all kind of emerging she's like yes we are where one of the portal entries have been compromised, but luckily, as of yet, they have not figured out how to find the place. 
Well, actually, on second thought, I, uh, I changed my mind about the whole thing. It's a very good setup mm -hmm. you have here. Yeah, it seems seems okay. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it was not my idea, but um, anyway, I you're here to see Elminster. I can take you to him, but I must warn you, we have one rule in Sanctuary that you must follow. We serve the mortal races first and foremost, so no killing, no conflict while you reside in this place. That's the only <laughs> rule we follow. <laughs> we really well, messed up when we first came through there, oh, didn't we? Straight well. away. <laughs> well. First thing we did. <laughs> it's understandable. We did not know each other. Please, please forgive us. <laughs> it's understandable. Also, I, I have to say that, you know, a, a basic rule of no killing is kind of a given, right? Mm. It is. But I mean, yeah. it'd be more That's of a, a surprise point. if you had said, hey, guess what? Killing very much allowed here. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people would be quick to challenge that rule. Please. Yeah, I have no idea about that at all. Please, if you <laughs> would care to follow me, I will take you to see Elminster. And she starts kind of. Do you have any towels? Mm. Uh, can I not... can I insight check again quickly, just to see if uh, she's telling us the truth that she's going to take us to Elminster. Uh, I can carry over your 14. Usually it's just yeah, like a check, right. and then that's what you're ascertaining from the situation. Um, with the 14, um, again, she seems genuine. Um, seems like this is kind of like almost rehearse. I'm going to meet someone who I don't know, make sure they are who they say they are, and then take them to a certain place. She doesn't seem to have any um, ulterior mot uh, motive um, to be taking you anywhere else than what she's saying she's taking you to. Okay. From okay. what you can ascertain. I trust that for now. Okay. So, um, yeah, she doesn't have any towels on her, unfortunately, but um, she uh, say once they reach Elminster, she can get some towels for all of you to kind of wipe yourselves down, dry yourselves off. So, as uh, Storm leads you to... I'll copy and paste her name into the chat, actually, just so you have it. So, should be a capital S there. Storm leads you towards a dirt path. Her long silver hair swaying with the movement of her hips. The road winds and bends around hills and mounds towards the grandiose city, which uh, you kind of follow the wall all the way around. You pass through farmland. You pass a menagerie of different, a menagerie of different creatures that are all residing here. Uh, you see an abundance of dragonborns which uh, bear in mind in this uh, setting so this is something that hasn't come up yet because there was different ways it was going to go about but dragonborns actually weren't um, in Faerun at this time in this setting so they were a consequence because of the spell plague so they sort of came through from a different mm. world yeah, so, so we won't have knowledge of them They these creatures you, they you're not peculiar. sure if they're savage or intelligent creatures if they're friendly or hostile you're not really too sure what to make of them so all of this for all of your eyes is new um but obviously just with the short conversation you've had you know they can be they seem to be having a societal sort of structure to them so you probably ascertain you know they are another sort of intelligent mortal race but yeah these are all new you see a couple of genasis similar to um uh, other individuals in the past. Um, yes, Necros. 
Hopefully we've described the whole Necros thing for the audience at this point. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we'll, we'll see, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, you see centaurs and Eladrin as well, uh, creatures of the Fae, as well as lots of different odd um, creatures in between. Uh, it seems to be... Uh, I think that's the best way I can put it, a menagerie of different races here. They're all seeming to go about their daily lives of farm work. Um, and you see as you cross some farmlands, someone's like harvesting wheat from the ground, sort of tilling it. And as soon as they kind of run through a patch tilling it, you see the wheat start sprouting straight away after it's been tilled, almost like it's an ever-growing sort of land. It sort of just gives and gives. It's the way it's been sort of designed. If you have the magic to do that... Why don't you have the magic to just create food? Why put somebody through the effort of farming it? Are you saying that to you know Storm? I mean? No, I think I'm saying that to JC as I'm like walking behind a little bit as part of the party. Just if they have the ability to make food grow up from the ground, why make somebody go through the effort of having to farm it? Having to push a plow? I, I don't know. I, I imagine they, they're... Um... Voice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit, a little bit gruff there today, aren't you, JC? Let me try it. Let me try again. Oh, he just gave me a look. <laughs> <laughs> Do I don't know to... why they farm their vegetables. Je ne sais pas, Monsieur. <laughs> Why the vegetables grow so quickly, I do not know. And why they still have to be ploughed is a mystery to me as it is to you. But I think we should catch up with the others before we get left behind. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good point. Good point. I'll be sure to ask Elmin to that question. Though. <laughs> I feel like Josh is so so done with JC at this point. He's like, for fuck's sake, why should you keep making me RP? <laughs> <laughs> He's just waiting for you to describe the perfect cliff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you are in like a floating land in the middle of space. Like, if you want to just float off somewhere, you can just walk off the edge, and there you go. You saw it. Nice. Although nice. Oh, no, I, I have just decided. I have just decided a bunch English of character art. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's me. He's from where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. All right. So after about you know. Roughly five, ten minutes of walking, passing all these different um, farm holdings. Uh, you arrive at a curved elven bridge that leads into the gate and through the walls into the district of Toril within the city. Uh, the city, if you imagine kind of like Cyrodiil and like the, um, the capital of it, it's kind of built as like, um, it's all built around the main centre. It's sort of designed similar to that. Got district of Toril, which is uh, front and centre, facing outwards, and then you've got the Oerth district, I think I'm saying that right, I'm not entirely sure, and then you've got the Hikartha district as well. So you're entering in through the Toril district. Nice. Do we know that it's the Toril district? Uh, I'll say there's some signs saying this is the Toril district. Um, is... Is Toril the name of the planet? And do I know that? Uh, I would say yes, because uh, I'm impressed you managed to just pull that out. Um, so, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'll say Fiddle does have a good knowledge of the um, 
you know, of the universe Amazing. and I'm of the be... potential other universes there might be. Amazing, perfect. So am I putting this together that maybe the districts are inhabited by members of different, like, realities? Or Possibly. Plain as things. Who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't say I'm an expert in this sort of field of science anyway, but no, I've got, you, my, you got my suspicions just from a sign that says Tyrell District and maybe another sign you, with an arrow pointing to the Picatha District. Yeah, you might, yeah, you've got like an inkling. Um, so may, maybe that theory holds up, maybe it doesn't. Um, okay, good to know. Up close though, you see, you seem to notice from afar, seem like a perfect incandescent city, almost divine worthy, but up close and personal, you can actually see that there are imperfections in the city itself. The walls are cracked, um, almost like severely cracked. Like it's like some, like the walls collapse and then they put it back together with glue, almost. Um, and some parts have crumbled. The bridge is jagged as you walk over it to enter the, into the district. Uh, it's also knotted in places, almost in like a weird sort of warpy um, section. But to walk on, it's still fine. It's not too troublesome. It's very odd looking. As you enter inside the district, the houses bend in contort into different shapes. Uh, the roads are paved with different coloured stones, uh, making them very. Uh, what's the right word? If someone had like OCD, they'd be like having a nightmare here, basically. It's all I kind see. of. Um, I thought you meant like you had a yellow road and a blue road. Oh, no, no. It's not like. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to think we're now in Oz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the lights flicker into different colours, all um, not correlating in any sequence. They just seem to flicker randomly. Uh, the district is populated with a mass of Dragonborn. Uh, John Claude, with the highest passive perception, you notice with the Dragonborns themselves, they, all of them bear tattoos on their arm, and some of the tattoos differ from others, but a lot of them depict the same tattoos. And sort of putting this together, you can kind of dictate this is sort of like... A dragonborn would belong to a clan, and there's about, you know, three or four different clans, and all of these dragonborn belong to one of those clans, and the tattoo symbolizes that. You follow Storm through the district to the biggest building that sits in the center of the city, the big stone tower that reaches above the rest with the floating sunlight orb that hangs above it. Two centaur guards stand adjacent to the gate that enters into the big tower itself, and you see Storm converse with them for a moment before they step aside and let you through into the main building itself. But the centaurs themselves eyeball each of you as you walk past, almost in that slow motion kind of pan as you kind of walk past into the building itself. You enter into a main foray of the large tower where a couple of individuals stand, all conversing in small groups as you walk past. And you see a grand staircase, similar to the enchanted staircase in Hogwarts, running up the center. The stairs move and shift, all leading to different passageways of the tower. Storm leads you up to up a total of 11 different stairways where you arrive in Elminster's chamber. So, walking through the decadent doors, you enter into a large circular room with a pointed roof that rises high above the building you saw outside, almost like bigger on the inside than outside. A round table sits at the centre of the room with a blue orb of light that hovers above it. Should we have a quick conversation before we walk in to his chamber? 
Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Um, yeah, yeah I you think can I just go. basically say to Storm, just say, can we have quick? And she's up, of course, yeah. of course. And she stands to the side. Okay, so so hold up. Before we, before we go any further, guys, what's our, what's our play here? What's our plan? Are we, are we going all in on Elminster? Are we just, he's our guy, you know? Are we just telling him everything? Laying all our cards on the table and seeing if he can help us? Yes. 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 We? Oui? <laughs> oui, monsieur. That, that would be my, that would be my play. But I wanted to see how everybody felt first. I mean, I don't really see other option we have at this point. We are very much backed against the wall, aren't we? Well, unless you've got any ideas. No, it's just, I always feel like we're about to be stabbed in the back, you know? I don't know. I don't know. And this isn't a new thing. This isn't just because I'm paranoid. Shut up. Who said it was? Just always feel like we're about to be stabbed in the what back. What are you talking about? We just always What's constantly we right meet now? we meet a new person, we go and do something for them, and then we get digged over. I'm just really hoping this isn't like all of the other times. But for some reason I want to trust him. So I, mean, I can So long as we're all agreed. I'm struggling to think of how many times has actually happened to us, really. What I do remember is though, you walking into a situation that's perfectly fine. And then making a, a huge deal about something that it doesn't matter, and then suddenly we've had to kill people. I'm, so I walked in to go and see Elminster. <laughs> so okay, I've so gone John, into the room. Yeah. John Claude's gone in. Um, Storms followed in with them. So it's just left. hold on. Are you saying that I was the one who killed that woman? <laughs> Fiddle. Because I don't think that's not, how that. I don't think that's how that happened directly. at all, Gregory. <laughs> it's not. You didn't kill her directly, but it's definitely your fault. <laughs> and how do you figure that? Well, she'd still be alive if you hadn't decided to tell everyone what we were doing. Hmm. Hmm, I do remember that now. Yeah, I'd forgotten what you were talking about then for a second. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes, yes. But I still didn't kill her. You still definitely killed her. And well, it's your proxy. fault. This is a good point. Well, this is pointless. Why are we even discussing this? Well, if I didn't say something, it just—it was going to build up. It was. It was. Uh, so long as we all know, tonight. it's Gregory's fault that that woman's dead. You both need to stop bickering. Just shut up. Stormlight sticks her head out of the door. She's like, "Are you um coming in, or are you going to argue here all day?" Let's just move on. No, we're coming in. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah. While that was going on as well, because the. The uh, staircase is ever moving. It probably did like one complete circle around the tower as you were arguing and just came back around again. <laughs> and then you just like walked through nice. as soon as you came back through. So, as I mentioned before, you walk through the decadent doors. You enter a large circular room with a pointed roof that rises high above the building. Round table sits at the center of this room. Blue light projects, um, a blue orb, sorry, that projects light around and there's a giant door that leads off to the left and right and at the back of this circular room is like a decadent archway with a red curtain covering what's behind it a tall woman with silver hair almost identical to storm emerges from the curtain to greet you to look at at first you're like well there's two of her but you notice some minor differences uh the woman entering from the curtains a little bit older Still of a similar height, but the long silver hair that flows down towards the waist um, seems to be almost um, identical. 
as Storm says to her, saying, Sister, we have new arrivals who I think can help. And you see the woman who came through the curtain reply saying, He is weak at the moment, Storm. He will not be, and you hear a voice shout out from the curtain over both those two. Gentlemen, Alasra, as the old voice shouts out from behind the curtain, and you hear some like wheezing and <coughs> coughing from behind the curtain. You see Alasra, who is Alasra Silverhands, um, who's the other woman that came through. Write that down. She simply nods and gestures for all of you to follow her behind the curtain. Do you all follow? We follow. Okay. Past the curtain lies a simple bedroom. Wooden floorboards, paintings hang on the wooden panelled walls depicting Elminster through different stages of his life. From being a youth, middle-aged, to old, to very old, to very, very old, to very, very, very... He basically is old for most of his life. You see... There are more blue orbs projecting light in this room, and on the opposite side from where you've entered sits a bed, where an elderly human male, a hawk-like nose, bushy eyebrows, a merling-like grey beard that falls way past the waist, long grey hair pulled in, back into a ponytail, and a plain red dressing gown. Elminster lays in his bed, massaging his temples. His temple, sorry. As you enter, he looks up at you, his bushy eyebrows raising ever so slightly, revealing tired black bags under vibrant blue eyes as he sits up, his back cracking as he sits up straight and leans back against the, um, the backboard and addresses you. <coughs> well, I, uh, I assume this is um, Nine Hells Company. Am I correct in my assumption? I didn't realize we were speaking to Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I um I step forward. Name's Winchester. L. And I go, sir. My name is Jator Jossi, Vordrick Fiddlesong Goldflight. Yes. It is a pleasure to meet you. I I know who you are. We are the Nine House Company. Fiddly just said he knows who we are. Yeah, but he also asked you guys are the Nine Hells Company, right? Why would he ask that if he knew who we were? Well, he said, I presume. I have a question to determine yes. if you are who you say you are. When the Nine Hells Company were under contract in Shuzhou under Queen Alushair, Sorry, it's moved from Sean Connery to fucking Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> who was their patron who saw over the Nine House Company? What was his name? What? The name of the patron who looked after the Nine House Company when they were under contract for Queen Alucera. I need to know who you are who you say you are. Lord, Lord. That was Lord Baranados, our good friend. Mm. Mm. Lord Baranados. He, sim he simply nods his head, seems in great discomfort as he kind of like adjusts himself. My second question, 
Are you sympathizers to Shah? The mistress of night. What? Who? No, 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 we're not. He looks you all very precisely. My third question. Probably the most important of the three. Are you willing? Or would you start with it? He looks at you, Gregory, and oh, then no. looks back. Are you willing to help me in saving the world? Are you going to speak any quicker than this, or is he going to be like this the entire time? <sighs> he just looks at you, and he just sinks ever so slightly. <laughs> Mr. Elminster, this is the whole reason we are here. Tell me, what is the reason? I just did to help you save the world. <laughs> and our friend, the cowardly lion, needs a heart. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, get cool back, that was. Well, actually, I was hoping you could help me save the world, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Alastra, who's the older sister. Silver hands. Um, she sort of like came up to stand beside um, Elminster sod bed. Um, she's just sort of like looking at all of you in disgust <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> he continues saying, I am currently recruiting every bodied man strong enough to fight what's coming. I need all of humanity to come together to fight this threat, this Asherak. I know just, you've just humanity or it's, it's just me and, and JC, really. Yeah. The, mor the mortal realm. He's <laughs> kind of forgetting about my, half the uh, company. My apologies, I'm tired. Mortal, the mortal races. I mean, you say that, but I think it will just be us four doing the fighting for yes. some reason. Yes, I think but... it will be too. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> it tends to be how things go. <laughs> so yes. You might get a couple more NPCs that you decide to leave in a different plane. Who knows? Ah, uh, yes, a few more meat shields. We get through those quite quickly. <laughs> mm, we do. It's sad when we left those guys in the shadow shadow plane. Kind of forgotten their names. Guardsman Dale. Oh, Guardsman Rail. Yes. If I may continue from your conversation. Sorry. Sorry, yes. I know you've encountered this lich in your travels, seen some of its power, but what the lich is attempting to do will destroy the very fabric of our universe. But before I continue, have you heard of the one rule we follow here in Sanctuary? Don't kill people and don't cause confrontations. Yes. No matter what nation, grievous or ambition you have in this world, you put it all aside here and now because none of it will matter, Asarax succeeds. It's my only rule. Let's hope that Asarax doesn't come here then. Gods forbid that. Yeah, what are you going to do when he shows up? Are you going to arrest him for breaking the rules? No. I tend to destroy him. What, from bed? Oh, with us, we're his agents. He uh, well, he just kind of asked us a bunch of questions since we got. I'm sorry, Mister Elminster. 
Are you I sorry? Seem you don't seem very sorry. I'm okay. You seem I'm very antsy to me, and you keep interrupting I, I, I'm when I'm trying to <laughs> I'm sorry. answer the very question you're about to ask. What's the question? You're about what to, was I about to ask? About to ask what I want from you. Well, no, I was going to, about to ask actually. What kind of? The, yeah, actually, no, you're all right. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Very good. Now. He is truly a powerful wizard. <laughs> I am in awe of his majesty. He better hold spell slot on that. <laughs> this lich that fancies itself a god is attempting to activate places of potent magic within the realms to punch through the weed and tear our cosmos asunder. These places of ancient magic are called nodes. I fear you have already seen one such place. A citadel of pure light in the land of darkness. He sort of like looks at all of you, you know, giving a knowing look. The shining citadel was the second node activated. First was misused five years ago, which enabled Aserat to kill Shah, disguise itself as the mistress of night, to destroy Mistra, cause these events to unfold. I have no doubts that if Asarach succeeds in activating a third node, the last tether the weave sits on will be broken. Us chosen of Mistra. You see Elminster takes Alastra's hand, who is standing beside the bed. I've absorbed much of Mistra's power to keep the realms together as long as it has, but it has scarred us. We are weak, so we created this sanctuary not to hide to imprison ourselves from doing great harm on the material plane. I've lost most of my faculties. It is hard even now just to speak. Lassara herself suffered great pains. We can't do this without help. That's why we've been recruiting agents. And the gods be good, recruiting the nine hells to act as our arm stopping this Asarak. This is why I've been keeping tabs on you. You are all very powerful people by now. You have experienced much. What, and you just kind of watched half of the stuff happen to us? I feel like you could have stopped most of it. Some pretty bad things happened. Have you not just listened to what I've said? I am carrying the very essence of Mistra in my body that is wreaking havoc and killing me. Thank you very much for absorbing the essence of Mistra. You've saved a great many arcane user. If she had died and nobody had caught the weave, we we all would have been, been just thrown asunder, obliterated. Your so thank, thank you. Your thank you might be premature, I'm afraid. Sir. Sir. Hangs up the edge of a dagger. And you see, um, Elminster, every time Gregory's interrupted in this, and this is a thing you've noticed, he's been a bit aggy, um since he's sort of been talking but every time Gregory interrupts he almost kind of gives him like a, a glare like he's just like sort of like goes to like almost prepared to kind of punch someone and then kind of stops himself it's ever so slight um, but you know it's just like a little twitch every now and then as he continues saying I have agents that are tracking down Asarak's whereabouts on the material plane or anywhere else but we can't destroy the creature without first destroying his flattery. I don't know if many of you know about Lichdom, but this is the source of their power. Without it, we can destroy the creature. My 
And he sort of adjusts himself once more. Tash to you, Nine Hells. We'll be tracking down where the resting place of this flat tree might be. I have, and you see, he pauses mid-sentence and starts rubbing his temple as if soothing a headache that won't abate, and his breathing becomes more frank, frank, um, frantic, and his body starts tensing, and he's... What is wrong with you? Welling up as you see Alasra, who's standing beside the bed, holding his hand, looks over at you, Sola, and she's like, I think you need to leave now. Please. Uh, please leave. What is wrong with him? He's got all of the power of Mistra running through his body. As he sort of like starts writhing around and he starts kind of like shouting. Um, you know, almost uh, if someone's so old, they sort of start losing their kind of, you know, mental willpower and they just sort of start like regressing into like a baby stage. Is this what it is? Is it old Please. age? I don't want anyone else to see this. Leave now. And you see Storm kind of like let's, let's opens the curtain. She's like, please, if you can just exhale into this bit, please. Come on, there we go. As you okay. all kind of exit out and um, closes the door. As you, um, you're kind of almost just standing outside the door to where someone's shouting. So you can still hear everything, but it's more that privacy of there's something in between. Um, as you're kind of standing in this kind of circular room now. And she's like, I apologise on Elle's behalf. He hasn't been himself the last five years. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I think he wouldn't mind me finishing off what he was saying, but um, seems like you all have been through a few scrapes to get here. Um, there is accommodation for you on the seventh floor of the tower, should you want it. Um, you're more than welcome to take up any bedroom you wish uh, there. Is uh, simply taking the um, moving staircase back down. Um, if you're willing to accept his offer, be an agent of Elminster. Um, El has been researching the Lich for the last couple of years now and has surmised the clue to finding the flat resting place lies in two different storybooks. Um, but he didn't get any further than that before he got to, and she looks back at the curtain where the shouting continues until he got to a point where he couldn't anymore. They'll be found in the library on the fifth floor, should you want them, as well as maps to cross-reference the location. Again, take some time with this. I know it's a lot to take in all in one go, and Elle's never been one to force someone into... And before she finishes a sentence, you see the doors to Elminster's chamber open once more. Ooh. You hear the echoed footsteps of a person walking in. Storm turns to greet the new arrival. Ah, here is one of Elminster's agents who is tracking down Aserac now, and you all turn to face the individual who entered the chamber, who now stands roughly about ten feet from you. As you hear this voice come out. Hello, brother. As he gives you, Gregory, a knowing look, you will see standing before you a human male in his late thirties. Shaggy black hair, a short scruffy beard, cat-like yellow eyes with a sharp canine teeth, large hairy arms as thick as black fur, nothing but tatters of clothes strapped across him, and an alabaster white wolf pelt across his shoulders as Sigismund Mollarch stands before you. Mollarch. I pull out my wand. Sword, yeah, pull out the sword. What are you doing here? Sigismund sort of 
ignores everyone, is dead looking, staring at Gregory back at him. Like, well, this is my duty now. I am an agent of Elminster. What are you doing here? Well, I know what I'm doing now. You have a lot to answer for, Molich. You traitor. Hmm. Holding my action. Okay. He's looking, he's just Deadpool staring at you, Gregory. Um, how much of him are you looking at, or are you just staring back at him? Staring at him. Okay. Oh, I'll eye him up a little bit. What's going on with him? Um, to look at him, so he's, um, his irises have changed from normal to cat-like, a bit like, you know, Witcher style, but one thing that you notice above all else is, um, his right hand has been replaced with a grey and dead hand that seems to be held together by a golden cuff around it. Um, seems like quite odd. Almost like, a you know, you chopped your hand off and put something else on there. Mm -hmm. Um, seems a lot more that's the right word buffed than before a lot more bigger swoller as um he looks back at you deadpan staring and he's like Gregory uh listen brother I don't call me that you lost the right to say that a long time ago you see he's got like this little bit of like a kind of a smug smile but that's kind of like his demeanor sort of thing and he's like i am sorry killing elizabeth don't say her name careful gregory i'm sorry no we've come too far for you to say sorry i was Still early in my transformation stage. I thought she was you. I went to that house and I oh. to kill you. Okay. I, bloodlust. I uh, look. It empty. should have been me, Molich. If I'd He's seen just, you on that night, you wouldn't be stood here now. Believe you and me. Everything I've gone through, I wish that was the truth. Uh, oh, don't play that card with me. I know what you are. You stood here pretending to do good, pretending that you're the one that's going to save the world. I know what you are. You're a murderer. You took everything from me. Elizabeth was my one chance. Living a normal life, I could have been a good man, but you took that from me. You killed that from me takes a step forward ever so slightly to be nine feet from you I've never claimed to be a good man Gregory done a lot of sin and a lot of regret oh your answer for all of it but I am here to save the world now not with me you're not well what are you going to do then Gregory you're going to break the one rule of sanctuary I don't care about the rules you going to attack me? He's sort of like almost turning into a coax. Like, go on, I dare you. Don't push me, Monich. He takes another step, step forwards. Walk away, Gregory, let's go. Ah. Five years! Gregory, seems you don't have that much of hate for life and throats as much. As I thought you did if you're travelling with one. He's staring at you, Sole, sort of like sniffing, and he can smell the scent off you. 
we need to leave. Hmm. I don't know why you're looking at me. I have no issue with you. Just go away. You're a werewolf. Just go away, you're... you small man. You are like me. He's nothing like you. Do you want us to kill you, Malach? No. I don't, but... Then I suggest... I suggest you take a step back. I take a step forward. And I draw a black razor. Gregory. You start hearing now, a voice Fiddle. in the back of your head. Not Yes! Feed me! You start feeling your arms pulsing, Gregory. He's like, um... Uh, you see, Sigismund's like, I don't blame you for hating me, Gregory. But I hated you much before you hated me. Gregory Wisenhorn, the Inquisitor. Gregory Wisenhorn, the hero of Blackburn. And what was I? Nothing but your lackey. Never you got the boom from hell. You were my brother, my friend. That's what you were. You didn't need to be an Inquisitor. You were there with me. The things we could have accomplished together. You could have you could accomplished, have Gregory. No, it was you. It was never about me. It was about I fell justice. On my sword Always. For you. He's just—he's got this grin that's wider now, and he's revealing his like canine teeth. Takes another step forward. Sigismund Molich, for crimes against Helm and the people of the Border Kingdoms, I name thee Diabolus, and I condemn thee to death. What say you? Gregory. I'll take a step in front of Gregory and kind of just face him. There's not like a lot you of... You don't need to do this. I'll back him, push him back a step then, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, no, go on. I'm not afraid of this little pissing contest. Walk away. No, it's not, not worth now. It. We have not bigger now. things to worry no, about. No, we don't. The only reason I'm yes, still alive is to kill him. That's not true, Gregory. Yes, it is. Out no, of the way. It isn't. Out of the way. You kill him, there's a chance the entire world dies. And that goes for you too, Marge. Right, I'm gonna grab Gregory and try and drag him away. I won't stand Fuck for this. It. I will not work with a man that employs. Are you going to resist um, Soleil's grapple, Gregory? Take a deep breath. What was it all for, Molich? I ask myself that sometimes, brother. Stop talking in riddles. Give me a plain answer. Look at you. Look how far you've fallen. <laughs> you see him... Um, like, kind of, uh, this is sort of the first time, he starts kind of massaging his cuff, sort of like holding back something. Um, he's like, maybe we save the world first, and then he still wants to kill me after. We sort it out then. But I'll leave that up to you, brother. Don't call me that. You're pushing your luck. He looks to the rest of you, ignoring Gregory. Kind of gives you all a courteous bow, but it's almost one of those, you know, dumpy shit. He ain't being polite. And I spit in his direction. <laughs> he sort of like his his grin goes wide and his teeth fully revealed now, and he looks over and he's like, "We should talk some time." Well, I feel like there's a lot I can teach you. 
and um, he looks over at Storm. I like Storm. a and spit again. <laughs> he, he, he looks over at Storm. <laughs> Fucking can't. He's like, Storm, is, uh, is Elminster available? And he starts kind of walking past you all and starts kind of conversing with Storm um, on the other side of the room, but you're still currently in the same section, so you can overhear each other's conversation. What are you all doing? Not this time. He doesn't get away this time. He doesn't get to walk away after all of this. He doesn't get to be the hero. Not today. I sprint in knowledge. I put on my wand. Oh, my wand's already out. <laughs> I cast hold okay. on Gregory. Have I not got hold of him? <laughs> yeah, so that, that's going to be a thing. So you've got... I'll say I'll say Ben Ben called the whole person first, and then if that fails, then Sole you'll get the contested grapple as well. Mollich so, is still in the room with us, isn't he? Yeah, he's walked over to the other side of the round table now to speak with um, uh, Storm, but uh, still within reach of like you know running to. So okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll just cast it on Gregory then. Yeah, I think when they were scoring up to each other, I was getting ready to cast it on both of them, but yeah. I'll just cast it on him then. Third level, hold person. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to do it third level. Don't have any second spell slots left. What's uh, Gregory got to roll? He has got to roll a wisdom 19 saving throw. It's a nat 20, 28. <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. The, whole, the whole person fails. Now a contested grapple check between Soleil oh, and Gregory. So... Um, Soleil, it's a athletics check for Gregory. It's an athletics or acrobatics, your choice. It's 13. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I rolled on that one. <laughs> I push her out of the way. I push her out of the way as I sprint. I cry. I would like to shoot an arrow switching. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, you, you would have had to declare it before. Okay. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> So, Fiddle, you go to cast it. Gregory, um, for some reason, it just is his internal will, as well as Black Razor in his hand. You can't get a grasp on him, as um, Gregory just overpowers you, Soleil. Uh, something you're not really used to, especially your sheer size, as he sprints at Sigismund, who now has his back mm -hmm. turned to Gregory. Gregory, what are you doing? Uh, bring Black Razor up, um, and I want to grab Monish by the shoulder and spin him round. Okay, so you grab him and spin him around as he turns around and he's just got that grin that just appears on his face once more. What are you doing? I look at him. Not here. Damn it! Son of a bitch. You're lucky. You're lucky there's bigger things going on. <laughs> of course, brother. Whatever you say. I, in that case, I'm just smack him in the face. That after that, no, I just want to just punch him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'd say it won't be a roll easy enough to do. Mm -hmm. You just, you just crunch him straight across the face, and um, he does feel it. He kind of like his head kind of knocks over, and then kind of let go, and he raises a hand up, and you see he's got like a bit of a cut underneath his eye. He just kind of touches with his fingers, sees a bit of blood, and he just kind of licks it. You feel better we'll resolve now. resolve this after this business is done. 
I look forward to it. Just want to know one thing, Monarch. Why? Why? We were brothers. We grew up together. We shared everything. Don't tell me it was just out of jealousy, out of spite. Brother, you had everything. I worked for it. It wasn't easy. I didn't just step into it. You were chosen by Helm. I never got the call. That didn't matter. Not to me. I didn't care that you weren't a paladin. I cared that you were there with me. You took everything from me. Everything we'd worked for. The peace that we'd made. The Border Kingdoms never knew such peace. Everyone was safe. Nobody was scared of the monsters that hid in the dark. Because of us. Not me. Because of us. And you threw it all away. For a lust for power. That wasn't the monarch I grew up with. Gregory. Yeah. Roll me a persuasion check. 27. You're right. I, I have been a bit of a yeah. dick. <laughs> you persuaded me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. So, okay. All right. Interesting. Hmm. You see him look at you, and a smile goes. And for a split second, you see past those cat-like eyes, and the ones that you used to know. Just for a second. And he's just staring back at you, and almost seems like his throat's moving like he's going to say something and then he looks back at your party they're all just kind of looking over staring ready in their weapons he looks back at you are you done brother it's a sob story over and he's not smiling anymore he kind of says that with a bit of a choke in his throat I see past your knowledge I see what you are, and I'll see you after this is done, and I won't pull any more punches. My understood. No snide comment this time, just nods ever so slightly. I turn around, I walk back. Okay, so no, you I all... I carry on walking past everyone. Gregory walks out of the chamber, back into the uh, moving staircase once more. I say, and don't think just because we stopped him, we're on your side. I stood beside that man as he wept at that woman's grave. You'll not be, you'll not be getting away this time. Like he said, we'll see you at the end. Like, follow Gregory. Looks over to you, he's like, who are you again? I put my middle finger up as I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are the rest of you leaving as well? Not before I call him a cunt. <laughs> okay. Sole finishes with calling him a curse word. I can't. Sure. And uh, <laughs> you all exit into Split the staircase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to need that a lot for Tegan. It is my favourite word. It is. Okay. So you're back out of the staircase once more. You're kind of all... I suppose at this point now segregated from everyone else and you've had five minutes to yourselves um you can head down to the rooms allocated to you 
if you so wish, or you can stay at the staircase or even leave the building itself. It's up to you. Hmm. I turn to Gregory and I go, I'm, I'm proud of you. Don't. Not now. I love you, Gregory. We'll get him. We'll get him. Don't worry. Just wait until all this is over. We can go back to hunting him, and he can go back to staying one step ahead of us the whole time. <laughs> this does not sound healthy. <laughs> Carl, let's go look for these books and these maps. What kind of man is Elminster? What kind of man would hire a man like Molage? A man who has no other options. He's up against the end of the world. That's what the stakes are at this point. Molish was there. It's Salt Rock. He was there. I know. I know he was there. I don't know why he was there. I don't know. I don't know any of it. He was in Cormir, too. Everywhere a rift has opened up, Molich has been there. And now I'm just supposed to believe that he's an agent of Elminster and he's here to save the world. I've seen the atrocities that man's committed. Not just Elizabeth, but everything afterwards. The slaughter that that man is responsible for. But I did ask before we came in, are we going all in on Elminster? And you said, what other choice do we have? That still holds true, Gregory. What other choice have we got? A billion people rely on us for this. Uh, Gregory sighs deeply. And I'd trade them all for Elizabeth. I know you would. I've been inside that head of yours. I don't know if I can do this anymore. What would she want? She wouldn't want any of this. But what would she want you to do now? In this moment, right here, would she want you to give up and go and hide in a cave? Or would she want you to get over Molage and go and save the goddamn world like the hero you are? I've become a monster for... We all have. Look at me. I don't think that I am a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. JC's been pretty consistent through the whole, through yeah. the whole campaign. I had to give him that, yes. <laughs> not a lot of cursed objects, not a lot of paranoia. His ears always fell off way, once. You know? He was cursed. Oh, that, that was true, actually. He, he dealt with that pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he almost became a fish. I'm glad we got that squared away no. nice and quickly. <laughs> And poor Necros. Necros got sucked into a bottle and died. Yeah, I do remember reading Madness of the Fish King. Mm. <laughs> yes, you did. you did read a terrible book. And then your ears almost fell off. <sighs> it was an interesting couple of days. <laughs> and I'd only known Necros for like five minutes. <laughs> I know. And then... <laughs> and then sucked yeah. into a portal and munched alive. <laughs> Helm's Bells. What have we Helms become? Helm's Bells. What have we become? I need red of the sword. Hmm, you do. You do. I need to get my head screwed on. I'm gonna go throw my arms around J JC. I mean, I'll do that too, but I mean, Gregory. Sorry. <laughs> I just grab them both. <laughs> JC for no reason. 
<laughs> it sounds like we all have a bit of a, an awkward moment where Soleil goes to like hug, <laughs> yeah. hug Gregory, but then JC thinks she's coming in for a hug. So then they sort of stop, and, and then I think it's a big group hug, and then we also, and then we just go, ah, fuck it, and all have a big awkward group hug. <laughs> I have to say, I I didn't expect this, but it's nice. It is nice, isn't it? It's quite nice, yes. You know, if I wanted, Be careful not to step on fiddle. If I wanted four people to go and save the world, I would probably pick four other people. But <laughs> seeing as we're here, <laughs> seeing uh, yes. as it's landed on us. So are you above or below crotch height? Yeah, I'm right at crotch height. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it such an awkward hug. He's like looking up to you this entire time. <laughs> You're looking his, down. His voice is really muffled. He's talking into us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rest of us are having a hug, and you're yeah. just like down by our shins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surrounded by crotches. I really, if we could do this up to up next to a table next time, that would be good. <laughs> well, I suppose this is it. Yeah, it seems like it. Seems like it. I have to say, as misfit as we are, you're more than a band of mercenaries to me, and I hired once. I never paid. <laughs> and then joined. And then yeah. joined. <laughs> Some of the best friends I've ever had. Truly. Maybe potential lover? No. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, friends. Solidly friends. Okay? I just want to make that Did very clear. Did you just friends on me? We know... <laughs> more of a, like a, a friend area like a very large very hairy sister <laughs> i don't have any hair you do and you're a wolf you do <laughs> you do yeah oh yeah like persian wolf persian mm. come on then worlds to save people to see let's go down to that library read these books my favorite Okay, so you head down to the library. So, heading back down the moving staircase to the tower, you eventually find one of the... Again, you probably get lost a couple of times on which staircase to take where because they all seem to change direction. They don't seem to go in one move. But you eventually find the stairs that lead to the door labelled the library. You look at... To look at from inside would remind you, Fiddle, of being in the archives of Candlekeep in its design, although a lot smaller. Long, tall corridors stacked to the brim with books and tomes, with tables set in the middle of each aisle for study. It is completely empty in here, and the floating blue orbs that kind of almost, almost like acting like um, like prefects or something, just kind of like float up and down the aisles, um, give it kind of an eerie feeling. The table straight ahead of you from the door that you enter seems to be the only table in this library populated with books and notes. Okay, so going over to the notes, uh, you see that there is multiple different books, um, some of them scroll scribbled in, and you see there's a like a whole pile of just scrawled in notes that Elminster has made, and um, most of it is um, worthless, it's just dating, or it's just putting down the date, and um, nothing found again, nothing found. And as the dates progress, you see the handwriting becomes more and more frantic, and um, the calligraphy uh, becomes 
less distinguished and more just kind of scribbles um, where you see the deterioration take place in Elminster. But from the notes that you do ascertain, you see that he scrolled down that little is known of the Lich. I believe it is a creature of another world, travelled here for some reason. It has operated in the shadows for so long and has been nothing but a whisper. The only knowledge I could ascertain is in two different children books. And you see the two different children books are on the table. Elminster's notes believe these books were non-existent before the blue fire began, but somehow it is come into existence. He believes Asarak is a cocky creature, daring anyone to try and find its factory by leaving breadcrumbs. No doubt the location where the factory is located will be dangerous and full of deadly traps. So, he believes in these two books alludes to two different locations. One of those locations, to Elminster's knowledge, is where the phylactery is. However, does not know which book, and he wasn't able to ascertain where the location was within the books themselves. But he believes there are clues within the books that will lead you to a designated place within Faerun where the phylactery is. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... This is going to, um, and this is a section I've been working on, this is going to revolve, involve different skills, which um going to require all of you to use some... Uh, what's the right word? It's more problem-solving with you guys rather than within your characters and then sort of um, you can RP it as you like. Um, but in a sense, there are clues within these stories that will hopefully lead you to wherever the location is and so all the maps that have ever been placed in this discord that you have access to there will be clues within these stories that will locate to a location specifically in one of those maps <gasps> welcome viewers to another one of oliver's great riddles so well, in that fun. case Ollie, if we're doing a puzzle uh can i just instead of doing that break the stairs <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Can I instead punch through the door? <laughs> Can I punch through time and space? <laughs> to be Is fair, just... to be fair, Josh and I did in like session two. Josh and I did eat a door <laughs> to get through a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> that that is true, but I did really like how you did that. Um, oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, mm, we use magic to make a door edible and then ate it. <laughs> yeah, because it it couldn't be open, but it was slightly ajar, and there was a riddle about a portrait and a jar. There was like a key yeah. behind the portrait, but they decided just to eat through the door and it progressed <laughs> instead of doing the riddle. <laughs> so, which I thought, yeah, to be fair, they've outsmarted me. So. <laughs> I thought it was cunning. Um, yeah, I thought it was very. No, clever, no, but... it, it was, it was, and like it all made sense as well. It was like, okay, they're not strong enough to open it, but yeah. Anyway, by yeah, and by. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was playing Harland at that point. We didn't have, you know, you had JC and Harland. I think that was more their style. Just <laughs> yeah, keep going, go, go, go. Don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, it was something more that power. made everything edible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more speed. Yeah, it's quite crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so. So, back to the puzzle at hand. I'm going to... Essentially, there's two different stories. 
Um, so it's up to you guys to kind of um, problem solve this, go through each story. I'm going to copy and paste them into the Discord, but then I'm going to read it out after I paste each one, just for the benefit of the podcast, and then um, you guys can take it away from there, just so they've got all the information, and then um, we will see what happens. So the first one is called The Luminous Fisherman. A fisherman lived on a lake, perplexed by the beauty of the Lord's namesake. A beautiful daughter admired fire and wide, no lowly fisherman ever to make her his bride. So the fisherman concocted a plan to be the fair lady's man. He caught a lightless fish, Moonmare by name, for the whole town to hear. He offered the fish to the Lord as a gift, but with the caveat that he could ask only one wish. Let me cook for you, my lord, the finest feast. A meal that will be worthy of such a beast. The Lord agreed and the fisherman started cooking. Little did he know what the fisherman was procuring. A vial of poison from the ancient god of the forest, claws as hard as iron, and the arch nemesis of the lion. You may take this killing vial, so you can take your beloved down the aisle. But many moons from now, when your firstborn grunts, you will deliver it to the god of the hunt. The fisherman agreed and the lord ate the fish, not knowing what seasoned the dish. The fisherman consoled the grieving daughter, and she cried over her father's slaughter. Who could have done such a thing, she said, full of grief and regret. The fisherman soon wed the daughter, promising her the life as still as water. The new wife grew pregnant and bore a child, a beautiful baby boy who returned her smile. Let's name him after my father, she said. Asarak was his name, so he can live on in rename. But the fisherman knew of the pact he made. He snatched the babe from he snatched the babe from the cradle to sacrifice his little angel. He ran deep into the woods, back to the beast's adversary. He stood. Here is the firstborn child, as promised. Now take the babe and leave us, you knave. The gods of the hunt took offence to the slight and slayed the fisherman and child in the dead of night. The now widower found their bodies, weeping once more at sorrow and pain. The god of the hunt outstretched a paw, where she willingly leapt into its maw. I like it. It's not perfect. Um, it's pretty good. I like it. But it does the job, I think. Mm, 100%. I will just say now that I think I'm going to figure out some way for listeners to go along at home whether that'll be a link in the show notes of some kind whether it will be a link to like a youtube video showing all of our maps with you reading this out again or you know just a link to all of our maps but yeah just there'll be something in the show notes for that so the second one is called the house of many corridors oliver yes what are we actually trying to work out again? Sorry. So, <laughs> so, Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. So there are two books that are children's <laughs> stories. Yeah. In either book, there is clues that lead to a certain location within all the maps in the Discord. So you have to basically find out different clues between yourselves and then go to the maps and then find a correlating location. And do we think um, that... Each book leads to a different location, or do both books lead to one direction, one location? To to two different locations. Two different locations. Each book leads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that will be in Elminster's notes. Okay. So, second one, which is shorter. There was a kid called Felson who suffered with nightmares. 
He stayed up all day and all night, tossing and turning, pulling skin and nail bare. But soon Felsen would succumb, for the house of many corridors would come. A stone house in a dark cavern would consume all light in the womb of night. The child ran and ran down the corridors surrounded by hate, a never-ending maze of furniture and portraits. No matter how much Felsen made haste, he could never leave the deep waste. And in the corridors of the stone house, cloven hooves ran about, a dark creature of curved horns chasing little children to the morn. Felsen hid and crawled into the little places the creature ignored. Felsen found the attic, the source of all darkness and anguish. The voice came to the child, a friend, promising of the sunrise and the nightmare to end. All Felsen had to do was give up his soul and banish the demon creature back down the abyssal hole. Felsen agreed and made a pact, waking up in the morning with Narei a scratch. Ugh. The child's mother entered to not see her child, but the lich within with a smile, with a wicked grin. So that is the second one. Okay. So now my work is done. Kind of up to you to kind of all knock your heads together. Again, if you do need stuff, if you're really stuck, then I can say within character you can ask for checks and I can allude to okay. stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so the first one Fisherman lived by the lake. So the god of the hunt, Malar. So. So a fisherman lives next to a lake, speaks to Malar, gets his newborn killed, and then he dies as well. Does he meet him? So. He lives he ran on a deep lake. into the woods. Of the Lord's Back name, to the beast sake. okay. He said, so he ran so, into some woods. Wait, so he's perplexed by the Lord's namesake. Is it? Mm. Is the namesake the lake? Yeah, I would assume so. So there is some lake with the namesake of a Lord. I was thinking that there is Check Orphidian Lake. At it's like southwest of Salt Rock. There's a big lake called Ophidian Lake, but I don't know what else to to say there. I think the photo is quite small on my Discord. I can't open it very big, so I can't read all of the things on it. Mm. But that's one place to look. I can't see any other lakes anywhere, aside from the place that we just were in Cormier. In, um, what's it called? Where are we? Shadowdale. There is also a lake there, but... I think we've figured out the secret of that lake. Ollie. Yes, hello. May I roll a history check to see what lakes are named after lords? Are you wanting my help already? Well, no, so we just can't see the map. We can't really mm. see... The, the Ophidian like Lake map? We can't. It's not, like, very good quality, but... We can't oh, read see. anything on um, there. But yeah, it might roll, roll not be me... important, right? <laughs> roll, roll me a history check then um, to sustain that specific information. So 14 plus 6, so 20. Okay, you can roll, roll out Ophidian Lake. Okay. Okay. Not Ophidian. Where are you seeing that lake? Uh, it's on the Salt Rock tab. It's like oh, that will be why. fourth on the bottom. I'm looking at the wrong things. Mm. Is it just all, all maps you've ever sent, Oliver? Every map I've ever sent. That's hard. <laughs> That's a lot of maps. I, I I will say to make it a bit easier, it's all the geographical maps. I mean, I feel like that's a given, but like, so 
in terms of like you've got ones that just depict a town or depicts like a settlement ignore them it's all the kind of more regional world maps okay okay so dragomir is another very large lake that's a possibility that is on a few of our a few of our world maps what was that like which one that one that one that's the one we're in at the moment that's the one in shadow there <laughs> cool yeah i'm pretty sure dragomir is the only other lake that we've ever had a photo of that i can see he literally warned me about this what before the session, like, oh yeah, I've got a puzzle for you guys, and I was like, you taking um. the fucking piss. <laughs> <laughs> there is light, Lightless Lake on a very early Gulthamir map, mm. and it's the Gulthamir Forest where yeah. you ran into. That'll mm. be it, it's that one. I think uh, Josh might have just cracked it. So on the, on the world maps, I think it's the second, the second photo Ollie ever sent. Gulthamir Forest, there is Lightless Lake. What was the next bit? A fisherman lived on a lake, perplexed by the beauty of the Lord's namesake. That might be a Lord? Lord Lightless? A beautiful daughter, admired far and wide, no lowly fisherman ever make his right. Caught, he caught a lightless fish! Yes. Mm. yes! I think that's the lake. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's pretty close. Okay, should we look at the other one now, quick? Okay. We've narrowed that one down quite far. So. Nightmares, still out of day, tossing and turning, pulling the skins and nailed bare. Soon Felson would succumb, for the house of the many corridors would come. A stone house in a dark cavern would consume all lights in the womb of night. The child ran and ran down the corridor, surrounded by hate, a never-ending maze of furniture and portraits. No matter how much Felson made haste, he could leave the deep waste. And in the corridors of the stone house, cloven hooves ran about. Dark creature of curved horns chasing little children to the morn. Felson hid and crawled into the little spaces the creature ignored. Felson found the attic, the source of all darkness and anguish. A voice came to the child, a friend. Promise of the sunrise and a nightmare to end. All Felson had to do was give up his soul and banish the demon creature back to the abyssal hole. Felson agreed and made a pact. Waking up in the morning with nary a scratch, the child's mother entered to not see her child by the lich within with a smile, with a wicked grin. Is this... Is Felson... Not the lich. I fucking hate this. Ollie, I hate you. Why? <laughs> I quite like this. This is alright. Because I'm shit at puzzles. Like Every game I play, if there's a puzzle, I just fucking Google it. <laughs> it's part of tabletop. The house, the house of many corridors. Yeah, but I don't... I haven't been here for the long run. I so... don't know anything. House of Many Corridors, I assume. So this is where Felson became Azarath. Azarak. Azarak, there we go. The House so, of Many Corridors. It could be Candlekeep, I suppose. But it's within inside a cave. Maybe. A house inside a cave. A house inside a cave. Is that what it says? Yes. Does it? Yes. 
Hmm, a stone house in a dark cavern would consume all light. In the womb of night. Did you write these yourself, Ollie? Sorry? Did you write these yourself? Yeah, I did. That's why they're so badly written. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're, they're really good, good Ollie. They're, real nice. they're really good. That's, yeah. that's why I... No, I genuinely thought you'd copy and paste and then change like the names. No, I just came up with it. They are really good. No, it's really good. Proud of you, Oliver. So, we think that, hold on. But the god of the hunt took offense to this flight and slayed the fisherman and child in dead of night. Now, widower have found their bodies. The god of the hunt outstretched the paw where she willingly leapt into its maw. So we assume these two are the same places. No, different places. So they're different. What, would they, mm. what are we looking for? A cave? Yeah, so each book correlates to a different location. Yeah. A different location. Yeah, a different location. Mm -hmm. So we need to find somewhere with a cave, maybe? Oh, we did the first one so easy. No matter much. Don't judge. Hey, seek. <laughs> You could leave the deep Point waste. out this one as well. You just got the last one straight away. I'm looking for a cave. What are, what are the clues so. do you have for me? For the house of many corridors would come a stone house in a dark cavern would all lie in the womb of the night. The House of Dark Consumption. Where is that? That's in... In the Reachmere. Where's that? On which tab? That is uh, on World Maps. And it's the Faerun's Out of Dark. The Faerun what? Faerun Underdark. Faerun Underdark. When did that go up? Yeah, that went up today. It went up today, yeah. Well then. <laughs> House of Dark Consumption. Where on earth is that? How did you even find this? The Deep Waste, yes. So, it says... Dark consumption. Where, where is it? On the map? Um, it is Tor... Um, so it's at the top, so you got the deep wastes, and then it's ah, just below. Ah, so House of Dark Consumption. consumption. Okay. Yes. okay. So Think here it is. Something here. So the, no matter how much Felsen made haste, he could not leave the deep wastes. Mm, okay, we've got it. So the House of Dark Consumption in the deep wastes, or the Gulf of Mare Forest. What do you think, Oliver? How, does it, how do they sound? The House of Dark Consumption in the deep wastes, and the Gulf of Mare Forest. You can make individual checks if you want. Yeah, go on then. What would you like us to roll? I would like to check that it's correct. Yeah. Investigation check? Yeah, I'll say investigation, yeah. You might Sherlock deduce Holmes. the location of a hidden object. Sherlock Holmes stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, investigation. So what's your investigation, Gregory? Uh, plus one. Mine's plus eleven. <laughs> roll with advantage then, you, Phil. You get, you get advantage because you're all putting your heads together. Yeah, nice. Beautiful. Solace just chucking books across the library, getting pissed <laughs> off. 
Correct. Are you going to roll, Phil? Yep, here we go. Uh, 20. There's a 20 Bam. on the first one and a 17 on the second one. They weren't very good okay. rolls, but... So, uh, what book are you checking and to ascertain... So, um, tell we'll me your that. guess and for each book. So, for book two, we're getting The House of Dark Consumption in the Deep Wastes in the Underdark. Okay, so... Going with the House of Dark Consumption, um, especially with your sort of uh, keen mind fiddle, you uh, pick out the clues in this scripture. The clues are Stone House in a Dark Cavern and the Deep Waste. They're the only two clues in that. The rest of it is all um, misguided information. Nice, nice. And... You can ascertain from those two clues with the map, you're pretty certain that's the right place. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good to know. Um, and book number one, we're going for the Gulf of Mare Forest on the shore of the Sea of Fallen Stars. Okay. With the Gulf of Mare Forest, the clues are Lightless Fish, Moon Mare, Town. Mm. All in the start. The rest of it is all misguided. You're in the right vicinity. At this moon mirror. Town. Oh, yeah, I saw moss mirror straight away. <laughs> maybe. Moon but, I mean, star mantle, maybe. Is, you know, moon mirror. Town. Oh. But town, yeah. I'll I'll say with um, uh, Gregory's history check as well, uh, rolling that over because it was very high. Um, you know, Moonmere is another name for the fish that come from that lake. Um, so that's it's not specifically named after a location. It's just the name of the fish that come from that lake. So ah, it's just to further emphasise that is. So yeah, Lightless Lake town next to it so we have uh, star mantle and also cedar spoke yeah the rock bark brim cedar spoke oaken hill star mantle there are the ones on the shore oaken hill looks more of a village so cedar spoke looks like a town and maybe star mantle is a city can i check the cedar spoke as a town and um, the other two things, villages. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, I, I would say, um, yeah, that would be history check. You got a nineteen. Cedarsbrook is indeed a town. It's one of the oldest town within um Gulfamere. Um, was kind of the seat of power before the Fireman Cathedral and the Nobanian religion kind of popped up, and then the cathedral kind of became the power of the forest. It's never been. It's always been called the Forest Kingdom, but it's never been an actual unified kingdom. Um, you know, just full of druids and, you know, um, different clans and stuff. Uh, Star Mantle as well is a um, seaport town um, that was known for trade within um, the Sea of Fallen Stars. It was one of the visit points that uh, potentially that um, John Claude and Harlem might have visited once or twice. And perhaps when we first arrived at Salt Rock, we maybe stopped there before going over. Yeah, pro- probably would have passed through it because uh, the um, the last leader of the Nine Hells, Magnus, um, 
started from Fireman Cathedral and then you kind of marched your way up through the forest to Greencrest where you got the pool bridge over to Carrickstone. So yes, Cedarsbrook then. Is that the answer? Not sure. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, uh, oh, so yeah, I was doing the puzzle. The same job you guys were. <laughs> yeah, 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 you you asking me for answers? <laughs> uh, I, I would say, to be fair, because um, one's very much located up from the lake rather than one mm. that's actually based on the side of the lake. And part yeah. of the story dictates the fishermen by the lake. Mm, you would deduce it probably would be cedar Spoke would be the most perfect. viable location out of the two perfect amazing look at that we defeated your puzzle no stairs were broken no stairs were broken yeah <laughs> so you now have two locations in elminster's notes he says the phylactery could be an evil one so amazing what are the chances of the god moves it when we get to one. <laughs> he, he doesn't specify a location. He just, this is, all his research has come down to these are where at least a lich or a lich relating to Asarak was mentioned. Yeah, I know which one I'd prefer to go to. <laughs> yeah, I think I know which one it is. There were two sets of puzzles. Yes, there were two possible two locations. locations. There were two possible no locations. No way to figure out which location. But it's a, yes. That's what I said. What are the chances God moves it when we get to the first location? And what did God say? <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> not, not, not a good sign. And God laughed. laughed. <laughs> God laughed. <laughs> ha, peasant. I'm not. If, if it, if it helps. Yeah. I've written stuff for each one. One of them is written for the location where it's located. The other one isn't. Sure. I knew it would be the house <laughs> of dark consumption because why would yeah. we go to Cedarsbrook? Because it seems like a nice sleepy town by a lake. <laughs> it yeah, does. Very well. It does. You're right. Yeah. Very nice sleepy town by a lake. And oh, wow, look, a, a lichens phylactery. We took that without <laughs> any problem. But at the same time, it'd be very annoying to have to go all the way to the Underdark. It would. And that's why I'm hoping nothing. Our, new <laughs> <laughs> our new buddy, what's his face? Elminster, this old powerful wizard, can just be like, hey, guess what, fellas? I've got a teleportation circle. It'll take you exactly where you need to go. Mm, that would be nice. I mean, I can just teleport us right there. That's well, not great. Too much We've got our issue, own powerful but... wizard buddy that doesn't need to. Yeah, I might get it off target slightly, but I could definitely get us close within the Underdark. As long as we don't end up in a wall, I'm okay. Mm. But we could also, your point about Cedarsbrook sounding very nice and easy to get to, that does mean we can just go there quickly before bothering to go to the Underdark. At the same time, Salt Rock did kind of explode and become a bit of a crazy hellhole, so there's a, oh, also a good right. chance. Yes. There's a very good chance that Cedarsbrook is within the boundary of that hellhole. Well, so and hold it's on, even harder to get to. Well, if you look at where, like, all of the portals started, all the rifts started opening up, it's around that kind of area, right? So if Azurak didn't have much power at that time, and he could only branch out a little bit, then maybe 
Shittersbrook is the way to go. Maybe we're being led on a wild goose chase with the whole house of dark consumption thing. You know, because you think, obviously, that's evil. Exactly. And you wouldn't want to go exactly. there. Exactly. If I was to tell you I've hidden something, it's either at the bottom of this deep, dark cave or in Milton Keynes. You would say, well, obviously, it's in the deep, <laughs> right, dark cave. Deep, <laughs> cave yes. Meanwhile, my precious thing's hiding out in a little warehouse in Milton Keynes, never to be touched. <laughs> Somerset, the most evil location <laughs> known to man. <laughs> um, just, just for the podcast listeners' reference, um, I was keeping track of the time it took them to work out. It took them roughly around about 20 minutes, 21 minutes, so they, they solved it really fast, to be honest. So... <laughs> Unless you're that one listener who, you know, solved it, it in just 30 figured seconds out flat. Away, yeah. Yeah. Clicked on, clicked on the first map you clicked on. Well, this is why I, I made a point to make it original, like the story, so it can be too easy to ascertain. But yeah, the, the maps and Did stuff. You hear that, um, Wizards of the Coast? It's an original <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> Rune Bay. Don't take the joke. <laughs> Rune Bay. <laughs> the the dark under yeah. <laughs> under 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 <laughs> under under, under. alrighty then right so you're in the library sort of managed to scribble down some notes I'm going to say for the purposes of story beats wise um, I'd say you managed to solve it quite quick, but it took you like the majority of an afternoon, just sort of like compiling notes, looking through maps, pulling out maps, because, you know, like putting it out, I'm trying to put them across the table, taking it off the table, knocking your heads together, sort of stuff. But um, during that time, um, <clears throat> you see his name, Storm comes in just to check on your progress and. Um, Basically, gestures to one of you, um, essentially just to expedite the RP. Um, she hands you over what looks like basically a flare, um, but it's more like ornate and wooden in nature. And she essentially says, This is a recall beacon. So, if you ever want to return to sanctuary, and every time you leave and want to return henceforth, make sure you take one of these flares with you. Um, I haven't put it into DD Beyond yet, but I will do. Um, so if someone just writes it down in the inventory, if you speak its command words, everyone within a five-foot radius of you, so once everyone bunches in, you speak the command word, and it will recall you back to sanctuary. So you can just pop back there, and then you pick up another flare. Once you leave again, you can pop back. Um, so I definitely didn't rip that off from Dark Souls whatsoever. None of this campaign is ripped off from Dark Souls. Um... So, yeah, so someone mark that down. So you've got this kind nice. of recall I've, flare. I've marked it down if everyone's okay with it. Um, Sole. Hello. During, during the time with the research, mm-hmm. um, you would have... Roll me a perception check, actually. Okay. And I'll say do it with advantage because of your... Innate ability to smell and hear. Okay. Perception with advantage.
I got two 19s. Okay, what'd you get in total? 19. Okay, 19 in total. So, <clears throat> when, um, when you're all sitting there and doing your research, you, well, everyone's putting their heads together about where these locations might be in each book, you start smelling, and you can smell outside of the library door, just there, there's like a presence where you can smell the, um, the must of um, wet dog. Oh dear. I and... go investigate immediately. Okay, so you just going through and opening the door or are you creeping up? What are you doing? I'm just going to open the fucking door. Okay, so you open the door and you see just kind of limp back on um, like one of the kind of stone banisters of the uh, the stairs is um, Sigismund just kind of like um just leaning up there with a belt in his hand. Who the fuck is it? Who's... Oh. He's like... Who uh, is Sigismund? Sigismund, Sigismund is... Oh, is that matey? Yeah. Stop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The bad guy. The bad guy. Yeah, it's matey, then. It's matey. <laughs> Every NPC is going to have to wear like a shirt with their name on it now. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> just a reminder. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Are you shouting out loud? You nosy fuck. Yes. He's like, um, uh, werewolf. I, uh, couldn't help but notice that uh, since we're teammates now, um... No, we're not. I don't know you. Well, we are both carry the title of agents of Elminster. I thought we should help one another as a token of friendship, especially because of our nature. Um, so yeah, he's just he's just kind of leaning there, and he's got this belt, and he, he sort of outstretches his arm to offer it to you, but doesn't kind of like give it to you, waits for you to kind of grab it. He's like, token of friendship from one werewolf to another. Can I like check it somehow to see if I take it it's gonna like kill me uh you can roll me uh if it's actually like check if it's trapped or whatever that would be an investigation check okay let me roll it that's a 15 for investigation um to look at and um serenade is definitely unique in terms of like how it looks it's a very thick leather waistband with um as a buckle, it's instead like a big kind of giant face on it. It's kind of carved into it. Um, definitely seems to radiate some sort of magical energy. But in terms of like if it's trapped or if there's anything physically on it that will harm you, it doesn't seem to be. Okay. What is this belt? physique um has kind of shrunken down a little bit and he's like uh this is going to um give you a bit more punch with your your attacks if you get one it's uh gives you great strength to whoever whoever wields it i think someone of your stature can greatly benefit with it. 
a belt like this. And me and your companion in there are nemesis, but doesn't mean we have to be. This is true, so I'm going to take this, but when I'm done with it, I'll be sure to give it to Gregory so he can kick your ass with it, Arthur. So, thank you. <laughs> he, he sort of um, laughs, and you see um, one of his uh, canine teeth sort of reveals itself a little bit. But... Fair enough. It's a gift to you. What you do with it after is completely up to you. I just wanted to outstretch a hand of you know the uh sort of pea spoon i suppose the olive branch this doesn't um, make peace with me i'm afraid what is it that i've done to you if you don't mind asking nothing at all but you see gregory is my sugar daddy and if i become friends with you he'll probably cut off my money and then i'll have no money so Plus, he's also my friend, and I'm trying to get him to fall in love with me, and he's not doing that so far, and then if I become your friend, he's not definitely going to love me. So... So Lee's not he... a great person, is she? <laughs> he, he, sort of, he sort of um chuckles, and he's like, uh, we'll say um, a sugar daddy. It seems way too trivial for someone so serious. He gives me money. That's it. Yes, but it's not just that. I'm not... Um, I do actually like the guy, okay? Huh. But enough of this chit-chat. I don't know why I'm still talking to you. This isn't a peace thing. I'm not going to be your friend. At the end of the day, Gregory wants to kill you. So if he tries to kill you, then I'm going to try and kill you as well. So, farewell. And then I walk away. He sort of just kind of whispers under his breath that you catch, and he's like, um, something about what they say with people with, um, with exes and to, like, watch out with them. They're not over them, and then just kind of walks off as, uh, you enter back into the library. So you've got a belt... It's funny how he thinks I care. <laughs> a belt of <laughs> frost giant strength. You and I'm going to go straight over to Gregory and tell him everything that just happened because I'm not a snaky bitch. Okay, Gregory's currently trying to ponder the, the second book of the House of Dark Consumption one that he's kind of in the process of trying to work out. Yeah, I'll just pick him up, <laughs> put him to the side. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> trying to read a book? <laughs> I've got something to show you. So I just saw the, um, your worst nemesis, okay? And he gave me this belt, and I've accepted it because it's going to help me, but when I'm done Why with it, I'm do going that? to... Because when I'm done with it, I'm going to give it to you, and it'll give you extra strength so you can kill him. Not a very stylish belt. Oh Go my god. <laughs> Disgusting. Get that away from me. It's been near Molish. I don't want to... Get it away from me. Do I have your permission to wear it, though? Because I'm not going to wear it if you don't want me to. What? Well, do you want to wear the belt? So it will give me extra strength. If you want to wear the belt, wear the belt, but... What were you doing talking to him? He was listening at the door, and I went out and caught him. Well, why did you punch him? Because... He was not being threatening. 
He's all his singer's been much. He's always threatening. <laughs> Look. What do you mean? This is. What did he say to you? <laughs> this is your beef between you two, okay? That's not I'm... what I asked. What did he say to you? I'm always on your side, okay? Oh, they're good to know. I, I would have assumed so, yes. But still, what did he say to you? He wanted to become friends, and obviously I rejected oh, I'm him sure because... Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, the bastard. <laughs> but obviously I rejected him. He tried to flirt and... with you, didn't he? I... I... I don't think so. Oh, I um, bet he did. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> did the same thing with Elizabeth. Not that there's any correlation between you and Elizabeth. No, <laughs> Just no, to put of course that out not. There, yes, of course no. not. <laughs> None at all. Anyway, I, I told it. him <laughs> that we're not going to be friends. <laughs> well, I, I said anyway that... I would give the belt to you after to help you kill him, and then once you try and kill him, obviously I'm going what to be- What am I gonna be... do? Beat him over the head with a belt? I will help you kill him after. Capiche? Well, not really, but still. So that's all he said to you, nothing else? Not really. Okay. Not really or no? We, he, I told him that Gregory was my sugar daddy, and then he Why asked you what the sugar daddy was. Because that's what you are, and I said, no, if I became friends about? with you, if I became friends with him, then you would cut off my money. And also I, I said that I do... cut off your money? <laughs> you don't have, I'm not paying you a salary. But you do give me money. You did buy her dress for the party. Yes, it was one time. No, it was one time. Several times. A couple of times, okay. Well, I felt bad for her. She was poor. Don't feel bad for me. I feel bad for you. Why? Because you're a bitter man. What do you mean? You're holding on to grudges. He killed my wife. That's it. More than a crime. <laughs> but the point is, anyway, the point is, is that the point is I said, the bastard no. killed my wife, and now he's trying to flirt with my friend by giving them a belt. And you insinuated that I was some kind of patron of yours that paid you for sexual favors. <laughs> I mean, I would like that, but it doesn't happen. Well, no, of course it doesn't happen. I'm not going to pay you for sexual. That's ridiculous. You wouldn't have to pay me. Well, I wouldn't do it regardless. <laughs> Why? I, I, well, no particular I nod reason. at Josie just... and we walk out to go and grab a coffee or something. Leave these, these two lovebirds <laughs> alone. <laughs> uh, so Fido and JC walk out and somewhere else. Yeah. Why don't you like me? What do you mean? I, I do like you, Am I ugly? Is that what it is? No. Are you intimidated by my size? No. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. I said I'm not his friend. I don't want to be his friend, and that's the end of the matter. But I thought I'd speak to you about it first. I... Because I am your friend. Yes. Friend. You are. <laughs> my that's <friend>. mean. <laughs> my, my good, good friend. My good. Large <laughs> werewolf woman of a friend who 
is quite large. Well, she's glaring at you. We're companions and we sit by the campfire. Companions with benefits? Oh my god. <laughs> All I really see, to be honest, is I've given you quite a large sum of money, so I don't really see what's in it for me. You know? Fine. Well, don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't be mad with him for not wanting to sleep with you. Um, <laughs> Riddle, are you that? Riddle? Riddle, sorry, are you there? No, I did leave, that's fair. What is it that you want? What do you think this is, Soleil? I don't know. I'm not good with people. I was raised in the mountains. Were you raised by mountains or just in them? I mean, I was raised by Goliaths, but pretty similar. Uh, Yes, quite large. In a good mm. way, not an intimidating way. No, in, a, in a good way. Well, I won't be mad at you. I'm not mad at you, I'm just disappointed. What do you mean? I'm nursing my hurt feelings. Why did I hurt you feel? What are you talking about? Rejection, isn't it? What do you mean, rejection? Do you, uh, Don't make me say it. Say what? What are you talking about right now? You've not pieced together. I have no idea what you're talking about. Why is this literally like a man and a woman speaking? It's <laughs> 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 so like, what Ollie's always like to me, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go to bed. Or not, because we have something very important to do. I didn't mean it like that, by the way. They were separate rooms, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, I would like to say something before you leave. If it's any consolation, you do have a fantastic ass. Uh, she grins at that. <laughs> <laughs> wiggles it as she walks away <laughs> okay so as Soleil walks off um, and Gregory you ponder on with the research and then Soleil twerks off Ollie <laughs> <laughs> okay he, Soleil twerks off out of the library um, as you'll ascertain the locations you need to go to and uh, decide which one you want to or well, where, wherever your next heading is, is there anywhere in mind you guys want to do to finish off this session? A location that you want to head to, or do you want to wait until next session? Because it gives me more time to. Mm, I think plan. we definitely want to give you a yeah, give you an idea of which way we're heading. Yes, but I honestly don't know which one to go to. You're looking at like a fifty-fifty here. The evil one? Underdark? I'd, I'd say Cedar's broke. Yeah, we should check the easiest one. It's on this plane. It should be easier mm. to get to. Or, you know, not on this plane. They're both on this plane. But even so, it should be easier to get to and less difficult if it is that one. But mm-hmm. 
the easier one to check off the list. But also, I think it's like unless I think Cedar's the has ended up inside the radius of like this hellscape yeah. that's opened up on. But Sol I Rock. do also think the House of Dark Consumption is a bit of a red herring because you mm. just assume that it would be the <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly. And I do trust Oliver not to not to move it. Yeah, I think we go. I think we go with Cedarsbrook, just because it's the it's the easier one to cross off the list. If we start arriving and it is covered in hell, then we might have to reconsider that. But you know, it's closer. Should be easier to get to. Is that unanimous? You all heading to yeah. Cedarsbrook? Well, why don't we yeah. ask the the leader of the nine hells? <laughs> what do you say, JC? John Claude Where himself. to next? Is this the part where we all gather around the table? No, no, no. We all just say, oh, yeah, John Claude. And we look over and he's smoking a rolly, leg mm. up on the side, like, you know, leaning against the wall in the library. Yeah, feet up on the table, yeah. Gregory's he's, left over the table, a couple of daggers in where they are. Fiddles he's there like half, with his scrolls. half lit by golden hour. We all look up at him. Did you guys say you wanted to go to the uh, the foresty place, the Starlight Lake? It's easier to get to. I agree with everything you all said. Well, so we've got two options. The one is the House of Dark Consumption, or Cedar Spring. Let us go to Cedarsbrook. 